Okay. Well, this is an introduction to introduce. Before introduction, no, yeah, normal introduction. To introduce the Star Wars Last Jedi review show that we had or session that we had uh, just last night. Right. Now, we're having this kind of cold intro before we get into it because we had a ton of technical difficulties throughout the night so many yeah uh, so many levels were off we we're dealing with three separate locations coming together on one website and then mixing that into a broadcast site and we just had a lot of levels issues we had a lot of um, dropped internet issues and it well and we had everything set up and working prior to it starting and then five minutes before it starts two minutes. mike's headphones or two minutes before it starts mike's headphones stopped working yeah and so then he, it would only work if he pulled, pulled, unplugged his headphones, which didn't cause an echo effect for everybody to hear when we talked because it would go through his speakers into his microphone, which is irrelevant to anybody listening because it's a pain. In, it's, you know, you don't want to hear that shit. And, and I don't blame you because yeah. I don't want to hear that stuff. So with that caveat, we're going to give you this episode, but understand right. <laughs> there's a lot of technical difficulties and there is no blame if you if it's un. If you just can't listen to it. Right. Yeah, if you can't, I mean, it's not, <clears throat> excuse me, it's not unlistenable, but it's definitely not up to the normal standards that Kendrick and I put out. And that's, it is what it is. It's, we have it's some issues. Below we our best. It's way below par. Yeah. Uh, we'll do, we promise we'll do better next time we do a live show. We'll, we'll, we'll get it to work it to where it works and this doesn't happen. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> when, when we're 15 minutes in and he still can't get his audio working, we probably should have just canceled right then and there. <laughs> right. We should have just called yeah. it. Yeah. But, but we'd we already canceled one day, and then we didn't want to cancel again, and then because it was hard to get everybody on board at the same time. Right. But without further ado, The Last Jedi Review. This is Spoiler Country, a podcast about comics. Technical difficulties. But mostly comics. All right. <laughs> No previously on Spoiler, Spoiler Country today. It's just us live. We're going to talk about Star Wars, The Last Jedi. We're going to get this going. Oh, let's do our introductions. I'm Kendrick Regan. That is Johnny Horsley. And today on our show, we got a special guest to go over this stuff. And I'm going to let Johnny take it over from here. Yeah, so you've heard him before on the show. We were on his show. We got Mr. Mike Peacock joining us today. Hey, Kendrick, uh, cue that music. I want to see Mike. Peacock. <laughs> That just happened. <laughs> that is the best introduction you could possibly ever ask for. Oh, man. Uh, for people who don't know, Mike Peacock is a really old friend from... Uh, you know, a million years ago, he's a huge Star Wars fan. When you heard we were doing this Star Wars episode, he was like, I gotta be on this thing. Have you guys recorded yet? I said, Of course not. He's like, I'm on. <laughs> then, two minutes before we're going live, we're supposed to start at eight. It is now 8 16, 8 17. And two minutes before we go live, Peacock goes, Hello, can you hear me? <laughs> and we can hear him, but he couldn't hear us. So, we had some technical difficulties. But it's all we're good. Live now. It's all good, man. My lack of familiarity with anything technical, as funny as that sounds, being how this is what we do, I'm actually fairly retarded when it comes <laughs> to tech. So uh, I'll take full accountability for the snafu there. Good, because we're giving it all to you. It's all your fault. Nice. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right. So now that we're here and we're talking and we have our Peacock show and we have our lovely music, we're talking about Star Wars The Last Jedi. And all three of us have seen it at least once. And we're all conflicted yeah. on it, I think. I think we all have conflicted thoughts. That's yeah. a good way to put it. I mean, conflicted definitely is the right word to use. Yeah, I walked out of the movie going, huh, what did I just watch? Yeah, you know, I, I had some... S- when I first watched it, I was watching it. I really enjoyed watching it. You know, I'm in the theater. I'm, it's because it's, it's freaking Star Wars, man. Right. right? And I'm going through the whole thing where I'm going through everything. And I'm gonna we're going to put this caveat right now. If you have not watched the movie, you should probably just go ahead and turn this off. Because we're going to talk about isn't, everything. Isn't your show called Spoiler Country? Yep. Yeah, it is. It's called right? that for a reason, but, man. So, <laughs> <laughs> but we're, so, so we're going to talk about the movie in depth and detail. And we're just going to give everything away. So just so you know, Luke Skywalker dies. There you yeah. go. That's yeah. the biggest fucking thing, right? Wait a second. Are we talking about the same movie? <laughs> I thought we were talking about Force Awakens. What the oh fuck? God. I'm on the wrong show. <laughs> and Han Solo comes back as a Force ghost. When I, but this is this was my feelings when I was watching it. I was like, okay, they killed Han Solo in the first one. I thought Leia was going to die, especially after um, after she actually died in real life. So right. I thought that that scene when she gets sucked out of the the bridge, I thought she was done. And okay. I was like, okay, that, that that scene was so fucking cheesy. I about threw up in my mouth. <laughs> right, I I did not like that scene, man. I was not a fan. Where she of came, that. like where she like comes back to life in space and then flies <laughs> to the thing when she has the only force that she has ever exuded before that was a feeling, a knowing. Uh, you know what I mean? Right. All of a sudden, she can all, all of a sudden she can force fly yeah. in space. Excuse me. Right before what? she almost fucked her brother. Right. Right. Because <laughs> that happened. That almost happened. <laughs> it was a kiss for luck. Come on. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> what kind of luck? <laughs> the best luck. Ooh. The incest of luck. So, but that was true. That was a really cheesy. I, I felt that too because I'm like, oh, that's a, that's a great way to have her die actually. Yeah. That, yeah so, you, you know, know what, what I was thinking during that part was ground control to Major, Major Tom. Tom. <laughs> I just kept playing in my head. <laughs> Floating Do you think that? Uh, yeah, I wonder if you think that uh, <laughs> after she she, I mean, this is kind of a shitty way to say it, but after she actually passed away, if the director was was Ryan Johnson, Rain Johnson, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rain Johnson or whatever, whatever, what's R I A N, whatever, so is it Ryan or Rain? Ryan, yeah, Mis- I think it's Mr. Ryan. Johnson. Yeah, Mr. Johnson. You think he was going? Oh man, I should have. That should have been. That should have been it. I shouldn't have done that stupid force thing. Right? <laughs> Maybe. Well, he should have done this before saying to begin with. That, that was like that was like the one part of the movie I was like, oh god, no. Man. Well, when you go okay. through, it. so go before we go any farther, let me let me qualify this with something. So the conflict comes from: are we are we watching this movie as Star Wars fanboys, and are we rating this movie based off what we think the movie should be made, i.e., for us, or is this really a movie that's designed? Not for us at all. In fact, my friend Ryan, who I did the last Star Wars episode with, came out recently and said, you know what? I had to accept something about myself in that I realized Star Wars movies aren't for me anymore. They're not directed towards me. They're, I'm not, you know, the 40-year-old guys and, and older and whatever, the people that saw the originals, these movies aren't made for us. I felt that way with when they did the prequels in the late 90s, early 2000s. I kind when- of felt that way, but th- I was still, 
it still had enough nostalgia factor where, where I was still really, really, really pumped about him. And even though, uh, you know, freaking Phantom Menace is a pile, it still had some redeeming qualities to it. But right, it, like Jar Jar. He was progressively, great. Progressively, it's not just about plot holes, right? It's not just about all the technical stuff that you could really dig into and say, well, blah, blah, this and blah, blah, that. And how can this happen when really in the real world, this wouldn't happen. I mean, it's a fucking science fiction movie. So none of this (laughs) shit's really going to happen. It's a space opera, man. Get it right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But it it starts to get to the point where this shit's just Disney-fied. I mean, it's, it's just an action flick with that's really well put together. And you sit there and you smile the whole way through and go, Oh, this is enjoyable. As a casual moviegoer, as somebody who wants to see a bunch of action and crazy stuff happening and cool graphics and cool special effects and decent-looking actors and, you know, there's nothing technically wrong with the movie. Like, it looks great. It sounds great. The acting is good, right? It has all the elements that you would think would make a good movie. I don't... But but if you're looking at it, if you're looking at it from a old-school fan perspective... Man, there's just so much that's either missing or completely pointless or totally irrelevant or just well, you know what doesn't I, make I, sense. I thought about that, Mike. I did. I thought I was like, wow, this is so different. But then I started really thinking about it because we we're going to do this show. And the one thing with the older movies, especially the first three, everything is black and white. Good is good. Bad is bad. Right. Right. And if somebody make if a bad guy decides to be a good guy and makes that transition, it's a it's it's a clear line of delineation that happens. Right. It's not like a quasi. Is he good? Is he bad? These ones are more of a modern take where you start something. It doesn't mean like when like when the good guy like in the new hope or whatever, when the good guys start to go and try to do something, they're going to succeed in it. Right. Right. Whereas this one, like them trying to uh, destroy the the tracker, Dude, right? They this movie was all over the fail. fucking place. Yeah, but 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 the, but but the one thing this movie did do, I thought they did pretty well, was the fact that everything was in a gray area. You don't know who's really, you know, who's good and bad by this process of of the overall actions that they're taking. Right. But just because the good guys start a plan of attack or a plan of action doesn't mean they're going to actually succeed. Right. You know what I mean? And then they have to overcome it in in a different way. Everybody in this movie is an idiot. That's why it doesn't work. (laughs) All of these characters are completely stupid. Was anybody surprised by Benicio Del Toro's character? Oh, God, no. So he was was the best part about that movie. (laughs) And he had like five minutes. My problem. So like most Star Wars movies you watch that that I've experienced for me personally, it's like the ending. There's always some a twist or something makes you think further, right? Something that goes, Oh, I didn't see that coming. You know, like the Luke, I am your father or the end of force awakes or any of them where it's like, Oh, that's something to think about for the next one. This one tried really hard to have those twists in it, but it never really did it to me. Like, okay. It- so the twist being like, how about the completely pointless waste of time? Fucking go to the casino to track down the guy with the little fucking pin or whatever. What the hell was that? That entire <laughs> sequence was totally useless to anything. Well, yeah, it was. It was a discombobulated movie. There was a lot going on. It made zero sense. Right. It made, it made completely zero sense. And okay, so my to reiterate what a million people have said, like Force Awakens, right, was completely a rehash of the first Star Wars. Right. right. Literally, 
the same plot points, point for point. Oh, hey, look, droid goes down to planet, secret plans. Oh, track down the droid and bring it to this guy so he can do something with these plans. All right. right. So that's all the same, right? So now here we are in this one, and it's like, <sighs> fucking really? Okay, here's Return of the Jedi rehash. Oh, look, bring him to the master. I feel the conflict in you. I'm going to turn you. No, I'm going to turn you. We'll rule the galaxy <laughs> together. It's the if same you, fucking storyline. You, you, well, if you think that if they would have turned to Rey and had Kylo say, I am your brother, oh, it would have been Empire. <laughs> it, yeah. Well, that would have been hilarious. So, and then it's like, oh, hey, look, Frozen Planet, Rebel Base. I'm like, fuck, okay. Here it we wasn't go. Frozen, it was Salt. I, it was Frozen as far as I was concerned. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it looked like Hoth. I, I mean, I know it wasn't Hoth, but it looked like Hoth. I thought it was. I, I thought the the Luke Skywalker death scene was cheesy, dude. That was lame. Why did he die? What, what was the point of him he dying? Exerted so much of his spiritual fucking aura that it wore him out, and so so eat he, a sandwich and take a nap. He virtual <laughs> he virtual battled himself to death. Okay, so uh, so okay in Force Awakens, right? Yeah, Kylo Ren, emo bitch. Right? This guy's a crybaby. He's a whiner. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put it. He's poor me, emo Vader. Poor me. I'm Kylo Ren and my life yeah. is bad and now I need to go off in my safe space. And then, so that was Luke Skywalker in this movie. The, yeah, the, totally. Totally. The, yeah. The portrayal of Luke Skywalker in this movie literally had me fucking pissed off. Well, it um, wasn't Skywalker. That. Well, Okay, so for the he record, didn't even make decisions like Luke Skywalker would that you would assume Luke Skywalker many, would make. How many scenes did you see Skywalker with his his fucking eyes welling up with tears? That was like half of the scenes he was practically crying. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm not. Am I wrong? Yeah, I don't think they. I don't think they. I thought the director did a good job. I really did. I thought the direction was fine. I think it was the writing. I really do. I, I think the writing and the scenes that they created during the writing process failed what that was going. It you almost know, felt was, like there are people who, who, who did Luke Skywalker that wrote the character and, you know what I mean? Developed the, uh, the, the ebb and flow of what his character was going to be through this movie. Didn't right. actually watch the rest of them. You know, I, I like they got everything secondhand information because they weren't, I don't know. They, like I can't see after watching return of the Jedi, I could never see in my life Luke Skywalker ever turning away from the Jedi. Right. I mean, it just didn't make any sense. It was like, even if he had a school where people died and everything like that, it just didn't make so much happened in the first three that forced him to get to that point where he's like, I, you know, I'm a Jedi Matt when he, when he confronts Jabba the Hutt and he's talking about how he's a Jedi master. So much happened for him to get to that point. And going through all the training with Yoda and then everything happened in the first movie and all this stuff for having just to be like, eh, well, you know, it needs to die. It just didn't make any sense. Well, and then yeah, when he walks into the tent and basically I mean, murder Ben, it's like that doesn't seem very loose Skywalker or Jedi to me that he would straight up go and think about murdering a kid, especially his sister's kid, his ne- his nephew, you know? I thought, well, that, that, yeah. I thought that was actually a good story arc, right? If you're yeah. looking at, at the arc as far as a you know character development standpoint, oh, here's this completely stoic at this point now even keeled person who's got control over all of his mental capacities it, it, in a fleeting moment of weakness thought about this for a second and in that one fleeting second kylo ren wakes up and sees he's about to be murdered and hence kylo right. ren is born right so right. conceptually hence emo vader is ha- happening <laughs> correct hence emo <laughs> vader so uh conceptually the idea sounds 
good on paper. Right. So whether or not it whether or not it was the direction of you know how emotional does Luke get, or you know whether or not it was it was written in there and there was some you know interpretive issues on on how to make this work. You know, Mark Hamill was initially very much like you know I'm not sure I agreed with with Johnson's direction on where to take the Luke Skywalker character. I mean, he was very vocal about that. And yeah. At some point, he did say that at the beginning, right? He said he didn't. He's kind of backed off of that. He's the yeah, last he's, couple, like in the last month or yeah, so. Yeah, he's kind of changed his tune, and and you know maybe whether or not it's through you know fan pressure or or you know industry pressure or you know whatever, just you know not wanting to come across like, hey, I'm trying to undermine the authority of a guy who took on a really big project, and I'm actually a really small part of this whole project. I think he didn't mean to come across like ungrateful or, or unsatisfied. But he was clearly, uh, to use that word again, conflicted with, I think, not only how to play the character, but he was obviously not comfortable with the direction that they wanted him to go with that character. And it felt like after all of that, you waited all this time to get back to Luke to see what's been going on. And it didn't deliver. I mean, no, it didn't deliver at all. Really? That's that's what I get out of Luke Skywalker after all this time. I feel like. I feel like Disney is, is such a rush to get away from the Fox overshadow of the original six that they're just getting rid of the characters as fast as possible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because Luke should not have died until the next movie or even the third movie after that. Once, at least once Ray has gone through a, a, a modicum amount of training. She had three days of training, or what? She had three lessons in one day, and that's supposed to signify. I did see that she stole all the literature. I don't know if anybody noticed yeah, that. Yeah, I noticed that. The end. Okay. <laughs> okay. Speaking about another fucking Jedi, like Return of the Jedi reference, uh, or, or an Empire reference. Hey, oh, look, there's this cool, holy, ancient tree where you can go down. And, oh, look, I'm looking at a reflection, and it's me. Really? Me, me, me. Yeah, exactly. Me, me, me. It's me again, me again, me again. Come the fuck off of it already. It's like, and then again, Luke's crying again. And destroy my tree. You know? You just went right in the darkness. You didn't even fight it. Yeah. (laughs) And then it was nothing down there. That was the only thing that made that, the only thing that would have made that better is if like, uh, she would have cut her own head off and then it would have like rolled on the floor and by her feet. That would have been like, oh, hey, awesome. <laughs> and then it would have sprouted like spider like spider legs and, and crawled away really fast. And somebody out of nowhere said, fuck, that's fast. Right. No, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, from, yeah. It's, it's, that's from the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was, but I was I, waiting. I was waiting for her to like uh, <laughs> try to lift the fucking X-Wing out of the water, you know, and then like not be able to do it. Well, because if you look, if you go watch Empire Strikes Back and then watch that movie, it's very similar, but the 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 plot points are in different spots. Sure, like the ice, the the salt planet is very much like Hoth, right? right. the The Imperials are coming and everything. You almost think that Kylo Ren's going to tell Rey that he's her brother when he says that her parents are fucking were, were scumbags and they, they they and they died and they're in a pauper's grave, right? And how would he know that? But he doesn't. How would he know that? Yeah, how would he know that? And then and then you have the the scene where the X-Wing is underneath the water. And you do have the feeling, is she going to try to lift that out? And then the whole thing where, remember in Empire when Luke goes into the the forest, into that covered area, and he fights a persona of Vader and it ends up being him, which was right. your big fucking hint that Vader and him are, are of the same family, right? 
Exactly. He's fighting himself and seeing it as a personified of Vader, but is really his dad. You get the same kind of feeling when she goes into that hole, and I was expect, but they kind of do the same thing. They just do it by the infinite mirror effect, right? Where you're right. seeing her and then everything, but it's the same kind of thing but where it's her the same, it's the her same enemy concept. is within herself. Yeah, it's the right. same concept. So when I started thinking about, it, I'm like, okay, if so Force Awakens was New Hope. This one tried to be more like Empire. It's darker. A lot of people die. Uh, you know what I mean? The Rebel Alliance is decimated to, you know, two right. people or whatever. And then, you know, and then you think. So I bet you the third one is going to be like this massive win. But the typical three-act play is what? Act one, introduce all the players. Act two, put them in a possible situation that may they may or may not lose. And then act three, the ultimate victory, right? Well, so, it's, it's not so much the ultimate victory as much as Act 3 is the resolution one way or another, right? The resolution right, and the right. catharsis. Well, in Star Wars lore, Act 3 is always right. the ultimate victory. Well, it's going it's to be the victory of the, you know, of some sort of in over... Star Wars, for so, in Star for so Wars, Act 3 is, Act 3 is, hey, let's make another movie, but remake the same movie we already made. That's the Act 3 decision. <laughs> right. If she fights a big slug-like creature, I'm turning it off. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, you won't. You'll watch, you'll watch the whole thing. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm talking a lot of shit. At the end of the day, when it comes out for streaming or or on Vudu or whatever, you, however you consume it at home, I I will be watching it again. Yeah, oh, you know, I'll watch right? it again because I love the Force Awakens. I'm probably gonna see it again in theaters. I loved, yeah, I won't see it again in the theater just because um, two and a half hours in the theater is too long for me. But because you're old. Yeah, I saw it. We went and saw it in IMAX. So yeah, that would uh, be good. I would go see the theater. I guess. Like a like a four D, I'll go see it that way. Right? Is it four D or four DX or whatever? Who knows? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, where they have like the seats rumble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have one down in Seattle, like the, at the theme park. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. I would love to go see it there. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just like. I'm not gonna say I didn't like the movie because, like I said, it technically on all the levels of what makes a good movie, it had all the stuff and it was good and everything was portrayed well, good. But what was your favorite fam- part of the movie? Let, let's say that. What, 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 what? Of all the things, okay, you, we just outlined all the things that we didn't really like about no, the movie. No, there's, we there's didn't. more. We there's more. Some of the things. There's more. We, didn't like. <laughs> we didn't outline all of the things we didn't like. We outlined some of the things we didn't like. Um, what was my favorite part of the movie? That's really hard to say. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, it, it's. It doesn't have that grab you element, you know. It doesn't have that, like, there was no surprises. There was yeah. nothing that, there was nothing that I was like, oh man, I can't wait, this is going to deliver on something. It just, it just didn't have that. I mean, I liked, okay, my favorite scene was actually the fight with Luke Skywalker and Kylo Ren. I liked it. I thought it was cool. I thought they did a good job of making the guy, whoever was his stunt double, look like Luke and did some cool things. And I wanted to see more of that. I think that's what really bummed me out when they killed off Luke was the fact that, we're not going to have Luke. Because when I was growing up, you know, I, I saw that in the theater and Empire Strikes Back. And I'm sure Peacock, you saw them the same. And most kids our age, their favorite character was either Bubba Fett or Boba Fett or whatever, or Vader. And my favorite character growing up was always Luke Skywalker. Yeah. I had Bubba Fett um, underers. <laughs> Bubba. Boba Fett, not Bubba <laughs> Fett. Boba. Boba. Well, some guys on Boba Fett. Uh-huh. Yes, I'm Bubba Fett. Got Bubba, <laughs> Bubba Fett gun. I'm down from Louisiana. So anyways, I was always a Luke Skywalker fan. I just, I don't know. I Like, when you play, like, 
Do you ever play RPG games, Mike? Yeah, yeah. Do you you know when you're gonna choose your alignment and like say you're chaotic good or lawfully evil and you know you'll kill people like you'll kill like you'll kill good people to steal their money and shit like that, right? You're talking about like having like a morality scale. Yeah, like a morality scale. Even when I play RPG games, yeah, I it's hard for me to still do the evil to choose the evil path. Yeah, I I always go good. Like I want to be a complete bastard, but at the end of the day, I I feel like I make the choices that are right. So my evil character turns into a I learned my lesson character, you know. Yeah, but in Fallout, I really did like nuking everybody. (laughs) That that's fun in Fallout. Yeah, I uh, playing. Uh, Fable, which one of the first games I played like that, it uh, I kept on going to the email side because I had to spend too much time kicking chickens, <laughs> right? And that leans you to the leans you to the evil side because you've been kicking all the chickens all the time. Yeah. Oh, we lost Kenrick. Oh no! Yep, Be-be-be-be. here he comes. Just you and me now. But you know we're we're, we're shitting we're shitting pretty hard on the movie here, and like I I'm not gonna say I don't agree with what you're saying, Mike. However, I. You've got. We got to remember this movie wasn't made for us. This movie was not made for thirty-four-year-old Star Wars fans. This movie was made for the new generation of, of people to see, to be immersed into new stuff within this universe. Because they're trying. I mean, they're trying hard to not rehash the old stuff. Not re- not rehash, but uh, they're trying hard to get rid of the old stuff and make new stuff. I, you know? I think you're right. So it's and that makes sense when you look at how you can draw so many close comparisons. They look at the original movies and they say, here's all of the plot points that resonated with the most people. Yeah. And they say, let's take those same plot points. We're going to give it a facelift. We're going to give it a new a new picture and a new vibe. But now we're going to put that story into a more modern style feel. So it still has the same story, but it's got the newer technology, the better the better visuals, the, the epic sound scales and... Yeah, it's 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 a new generation. It's exactly what it is. It is, you know. And it's, it's a part of me, you know, thinks okay, you know, this is. I don't want to say it's insulting to the old Star Wars movies, but I also don't want to, you know, it's because it's, it's not. This has been a technical. Yeah, welcome, welcome back, today. man. Welcome back. <laughs> hey, Kenrick, did I did I hurt your feelings so much that you had to fucking leave the show? Yeah. No, I just did like a five minute diatribe of why I like Luke Skywalker, and I don't think you guys heard any of it. No, we heard nothing. <laughs> I think I think Johnny kicked you off because he was like "fuck you" and you're Luke Skywalker. <laughs> I was just saying that was bummed that they that they killed him off so fast. I felt like he needed to be in two or three more movies. Yeah, because yeah, I was because growing it up, made, the, it made zero sense the way they the way they just left it like that. Yeah, it was and, too much going in. So you were talking about your favorite part being the as far as the new one being the battle between Luke and Kylo, and. <laughs> I just liked it. It wasn't because of Kylo Ren. It was because I like, he it, was topless. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Where, okay. Where the fuck did that come from? I mean, seriously? Okay. You know what's funny is when I was watching it, I was like, he looks so weird. Because like when they show him with all his clothes on, his head looks really long. Right. Like his face. is He's got a long face. And then when they showed him with his shirt off, it looked like he had a really tiny head and a huge body. It was the angle of the camera that did that. It was so weird. So, it's really funny. So, we were talking about... I know we keep bouncing around a little bit, but... uh, That's okay. um, When I was talking about how in Force Awakens, he was kind of like this little whiny emo bitch, and you know, kind of like this wimpy voice, and you know, kind of not confident. 
And then, do you guys know who uh, Javier Bardem is from, like, oh, uh, yeah. New Country for Old Men? And, oh, yeah. And, so, am I wrong, or did he totally channel his inner Javier Bardem for this movie? Like, his voice, his facial expressions... I could picture him with like a cattle gun <laughs> walking around. <laughs> oh, that's so true. That Jedi is so funny. That, that was exactly when he was talking, just his speech patterns and everything. I was like, okay, no more, no more emo Kylo. He's definitely taken on more of a kind of a, a badass persona. Well, like, and you know, I really want to be Darth Vader now. Right. You know, and no matter what you think about yeah. Kylo Ren and how his portrayal is, is you, you, uh, Adam Driver does a really good job of portraying him as uh, as conflicted, very conflicted in his feelings, and very like mentally fucked up. He does a really good job of of portraying him that way because the whole time you're like, yeah, he's an evil, whiny bitch, or he's this or that. But the whole you know he's very convincing as being this as a character who is conflicted with his own past and his own you know with the light side and the dark side and everything. Oh, the actor does a Adam Driver does a is it Adam Driver? Yeah. Is that who the uh, yeah he does a good job? Yeah, he, it's I don't think it, I really don't think it's the actor so much as the writing. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And the the whole, it kept pulling me out when they were like the whole, we're talking to each other telepathically because it didn't. I hated it, that. Like, it came out of nowhere. Yeah, I hated of, that. They're in the middle of a sequence and then all of a sudden they're talking to each other and then all of a sudden they're fucking together and they're having their little fucking campfire moment or whatever. I it's like the scene with Snowden. I love how they killed off Snowden. I thought that was Snow, cool. not Snowden. Oh, Snoke. <laughs> not, Ever, not Edward Snowden. That's a that's a different that's a different movie and for a different time. <laughs> and that might happen someday too. Oh, that's funny. But yeah, that Snoke. The way they killed him off was cool. It was just wit- it was like out of nowhere and too soon. Well, and like the whole that whole scene with Snoke and the whole like all of Snoke's interaction with Kylo was very much like. It was telling. It was way too telling. Like as soon as as soon as Snoke was on screen and he talked with Kylo, I was like, "Well, Snoke's dying in this movie. He's not going to make it." You know, he's. You thought? Actually, I didn't think that. He's too I, cocky. I, well, not, he's way too cocky. And yeah, Supreme Leader Snoke should not be that overly cocky. Oh, I'm the best. You, can, I know, I know all about you, Kylo. I mean, it was over the top cocky. And I was like, "Well, he's going to die because any bad guy who's that cocky at this at this you know for every scene in the movie, they're not going to make it." <laughs> He and didn't then, exude the badass as the emperor. Did. No, he seemed he no, seemed like a pussy, like a huge wussy. Yeah. So the entire I have a huge problem with that character in general. Yeah. A supreme leader and um, the whole like the backstory between him and Kylo Ren and that whole first order and you know it's like is it going to be like oh you know the whole whatever it was called what knights of ran or something like that and this this weird fucking backstory but it's just like there's so much backstory to that that doesn't even really get touched and unless you really even understood that to the nth degree that entire sequence literally made no sense well i it was completely it it just didn't fit where did it still come from? from the novels what's that did they take things from the novels there's, there's, I think some some backstory uh, from either the novels or from the comics that kind of yeah. got accepted as canon. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where the the, the origin source for that is. Uh, that's that's one thing I don't know. Yeah. Well, any any uh, any story that's come out that's been printed since uh, Disney bought Star Wars is considered canon. Right. So anything that, but again, I don't know shit about Snoke. Like, where did he come from? Who is he? How did he become a sprinter? Like, they don't. They don't touch on any of yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the yeah. problem is they don't really delve into that. You just have to 
accept that, that at that point in time, he's, he's like the supreme fucking badass, and Ren is like basically his little bitch, so it's it's like the whole Vader-Palpatine thing again. Um, but then at the Which end of it... Which well, yeah, was terrible. Yeah. But, would it, but then wouldn't someone like Snoke, at, who's a, who's a, a, a quote-unquote, he'd be a, he essentially is a Sith Lord... It's only thirty years. How did he become? A yeah, it's only thirty yeah, years after Vader. So wouldn't we have known who the fuck that was in in Jedi or Empire? You would have heard something, yeah. theoretically speaking. Yeah, that's a big plot hole as far as continuity goes. And I don't know. Maybe maybe there's actually an answer out there, and I just haven't heard it. They could I'm have sure. fixed that in Rogue One. Yeah, <laughs> I, I loved Rogue One. Rogue One was fucking garbage. I love that movie. Fuck you. <laughs> but, How come you don't like Rogue One? I like okay. it. I thought it was fun. I, here's <laughs> Rogue One. Ah, you know my problem with Rogue One was, yeah. and I don't. And okay, number one on these movies, I don't even know half these people's names. Like I have no connection to these characters. That's right. how bad these characters are written. Who the fuck? Well, the names of any of these characters in Rogue One besides Finn and Jin Erso, right? Finn was in Rogue right. One. The rest? Okay, and then the uh, I don't know how I don't know the politically correct way to say this, but the generic old man wise Asian character that's blind but sees all. God damn it if I, damn it if I fucking hate that character archetype. I like I mean that was Johnny's favorite character. Dude, dude, that guy sucked so bad. That guy sucked so bad. And then all I could think as about As a character. As all a I character could think about that entire time was am I watching Gremlins? Like what is this? You know? And the, the the voice patterns were so cheesy. The character was just such a generic fucking stereotype. Like, ah, I could feel the pain of the Asian community saying, really, this is how you're representing us? You know? <laughs> uh, I didn't like the, you know what? I, I didn't mind the character. If he wasn't blind, I would have been fine with that character 100%. So it was the cheesy. whole thing where he was like shooting things down with the, with the bow and arrow. And he's yeah. freaking blind. And it's just like, that, what? That character throughout time of the I can't see with my eyes but I can see with my soul such yeah. a fucking overdone character archetype it makes me fucking sick well <laughs> so you gotta realize too you gotta remember Rogue, Rogue One Let takes place in, I really well, Rogue One takes place in a time perfect. where there's no real Jedis right mm-hmm. it's it's the at the time you know the Jedis were gone except for Obi-Wan who was in hiding and there was Darth Vader right. who was a Sith Lord so the Jedi religion was was on its way out at the time and, you know, that he was with the whole thing for, for Donnie Yen's character, Chura Inui, was that he was, you know, either, either force sensitive or almost, you know, Jedi's, you know, he had, he definitely had Jedi abilities, but there was no, there was no Jedi at the time. And that whole, his whole character was that, was that linked to everybody else. And, you know, the characters aren't super memorable in that movie. And I think that that way for a reason, because of what their whole, the yeah, whole mission is. And, you know, I'm, I, I but, think, but I also say thoughts. this, I also say this while I'm sitting here holding a K2SO toy in my hand, playing the whole, this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think the Peacock's point is Don Yuen's character during that whole thing was very stereotypical. It, oh, yeah, man. it was. But, I and mean, it's, I, I may as well have been sitting in that movie eating my popcorn from a black and white bag that said popcorn, drinking my beer from a black and white can that said beer, and watching it on a big screen that said movie screen. <laughs> That's how. <laughs> that's how generic that entire thing was to me. And but so, you know, in the chat room, Casey makes a good point because Rogue One did make Vader scary again. Yeah, that Vader scene at the end was he, amazing. Th- okay. Yeah, that was that 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 was the wad right there. I'll I'll give you that. That's that's a great call out. And um, you know, and right there, they could they they could have even mentioned like 
Vader could have said something, you know, about Snoke in that little. It could have been a one line about getting information to Snoke or something. Or got information from Snoke. Yeah. Or something. You know, you know, yeah. And that would have made a little bit more sense going through the rest of the, uh, of the, of the movies. But it was just weird because you're right. It's like, it's been 30 years. How is this guy? What he he's is? He's clearly old. He's clearly been through some and shit. Who the hell is yeah. What the hell is Yeah. He? He's been through some shit. He's clearly really old, but what the hell? Where does Snoke come from? And how did he, how did the first order come to be? Or I mean, how did the first order become from, come out of, you know, the empire 30 years later and be that big and be able to create that much, you know, the Starkiller base was, you know, was gigantic. Yeah. But I still go back to say yeah. Rogue One. I like that movie. So fuck you. Yeah. You know, <laughs> well, I like, I, I enjoyed that movie, but I, I liked the Jane Urso character. Yeah. Jane Urso was, was great because I liked the fact that her dad was the main engineer science officer for the building of the, of, the beginning of the uh, Death Star, and then, you know, had the the moral complex or the moral complexity well, of I can't build this thing because it's going to be an eater of worlds, and then tries to escape. You know, excommunicates himself, so to speak, and then they come and and then bring him back and say, "No, you got to finish." You know what yeah. I mean? Because I the Empire, I like that. I I thought that was a really cool way of doing it, and then having her be the person that has to, you know, try to get a hold of him. And I, I don't know. I thought yeah. that was a, I thought that was. Well, I also, I, I, my, my favorite thing about Rogue One is to me, I, I feel like Rogue One was only made because somebody wanted to explain the exhaust port and the, the exhaust port, uh, hole in the Death Star. <laughs> they wanted to give that a reason. And so that, that movie was a reason why that was so, there. I am so bothered by this plot point that I need to make an entire <laughs> movie to explain. Right. I need to make a fucking hundred million dollar movie to explain this thing. Uh, but you, that's that's when your OCD is fucking way out of control, <laughs> right? Um, Didn't but you? yeah, no. I mean, in and of itself, Rogue One is, is actually I, I don't dislike it anywhere as much as I lead people to believe. Um, I definitely liked it better than the Last Jedi. Um, but again, you know, it's, it, we're we're gonna start talking plot holes. You know? Oh I mean, my god, dude! Oh my god, dude! Come on! I mean, this yeah. this movie this is like a sieve. You know, it's a sci- it's a sci fi fantasy movie. Yeah. It's not meant to be a Grammy winning. You know, Grammy. Is it a is it a rock band now? Grammy winning. Yeah. yeah is it a musical? Yeah, Did I miss something? Yeah. La, 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 la. Star Wars the musical. Come on. <laughs> Star Wars. It's not an Oscar winning. <laughs> talking about Star Wars. <laughs> no one's gonna win an Oscar for writing Star Wars. You know, not yet anyway. Uh, but the winner for editing it Star Wars. Like, yeah. Yeah. Getting, getting back into you know some of the, these characters in this. Actually, movie I think Star also- Wars has won a Grammy for for. The music it won best original, John, yeah, John Williams. It, John Williams yeah, won yeah. best original score. It also it, so there you go. It won a, I was wrong. Someone has won a Grammy for Gra- for Star Wars. They, they won, <laughs> it, yeah. I mean, they won tons of Grammys and they they won tons of uh, tons of awards for all kinds of sound design. Ben Burt, you know, for sound effects. Uh, his wife, uh, looks his wife, uh, Marcia or Marcia, Marcia, whatever. She won for best film editing for Star Wars. Yep, there's some 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 high quality stuff in there. Uh, now they just need to fucking get some screenwriters that know what the fuck they're doing oh there we go casey says not everyone knows snoke it's jar jar so snoke is jar jar (laughs) well john you know he puts a good point out he's like there shouldn't be a movie to explain snoke no there shouldn't be a movie to explain there should be there should be be some comic books in like a mini series like, yeah, that's that'd be the way to do it. In a you know, or, you know, or, or, or or even better, how about one shot? How about in the fucking movie he's in, show his motivation. 
<laughs> I, yeah, I don't get know. Get him off his fucking lazy ass and get him out of that throne. Character's, a character's right. motivation. How is, much screen time does Snoke actually have? You see him, like, what, twice in The Force Awakens? Uh, and yeah. then, And then, like, what, three times total but, in but the last clearly, one? But clearly, that character is supposed to mean something, supposed to have a a huge amount of pull in the sense of what's important to that movie. Yeah, he should be an overriding factor, right? Right. And he's hey, not. you know what? If I was... Here's a tangent. If I was a supreme fucking leader or like a Sith Lord or some just badass dude with an awesome title like that and like commanded a galaxy, I would want something more than a boring ass empty room with some retarded looking red guards standing around me all day. Man, put a fucking hot tub in that bitch. Get some dancers or something. Get some public going. Yeah, there. man. These guys just sit around and look at this blank, empty fucking areas. Dude, and I'm like, Jabba the Hutt was more intimidating. Yeah, yeah. That dude was living. Yeah, so he was living large. <laughs> he was living large. <laughs> so Snoke, here you go. Snoke had two minutes in Force Awakens. And he had five minutes, 30 seconds in Last Jedi of screen, of screen yeah. time. And however, the entire story arc is supposed to revolve around the importance of this fucking character that, and Kylo Ren and that whole thing. That had I mean, seven minutes of time. Yeah. Zero, zero sense in, in terms of continuity and and time given to divulge any backstory between those two. Right. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a flash in the pan. Just snap your fingers. Zero fucks bang. were given. Zero fucks, right? Actually, negative fucks. Um, they owe some fucks. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. And the, the whole... Uh, I mean, you've probably heard this in a million times, but it's like his death was while it was entertaining. I like the fact that they cut his ass in half. Yeah, he can. You know, he was able to sense all this other stuff, but he couldn't sense that that lightsaber was fucking spinning around right. or whatever. You know, I was thinking the same. He thing. was the biggest really, idiot ever. It felt like a cheap shot. And it was the same thing with uh, uh, Captain Phasma, you know, like that whole death scene. Come on, man. You got the whatever that guy was, the fucking stormtrooper janitor or uh you know, Finn's character was basically a reject. And that battle where they were, like, exchanging fire, I mean, it was like she went down, like, bang, done, you're dead. And you're supposed to be this, you got this badass fucking silver suit looking all it, awesome and looking all, like... It was <laughs> anticlimactic. They Holy. built up this whole thing with those two, and it was Dude, really anticlimactic. You know, that whole movie, cheap shots. That entire fucking movie was full of cheap shots. That's yeah, true. and like, one, one of the know. things I've been telling people, I had a buddy at work who... I was talking about it yesterday, and I was like, Here, here's my best way to describe The Last Jedi without spoiling anything, is there's yeah. a lot of storylines going on at one time, but it feels like there's nothing going on. Yeah. It was like a Seinfeld moment, like, this movie's about nothing. <laughs> you know? It was kind of a weird, it was a weird flick. I it mean, it was strange because it had, like, all the characters, to me, felt like, I don't know. It felt like a throwaway. Some of, some of this, some of the secondary characters felt like their story was more important to this movie than what should have been the main characters. Like I Ye- felt like Finn had a, quite a big role in this movie for somebody who wasn't really intended, I think, to be a main character. Yeah, you know, and then um, yeah, it, it just it felt very um, fragmented to me. Like the like the like the little lady that's. Having the gunfight and telling them what codebreaker they should hire. Yeah, exactly right. And then that whole sequence was Maz. like, okay, hey, I knew that was coming. And then again with the whole like all these characters, you know, Benicio del Toro. That you could have avoided that entire 
that entire casino sequence and his character and just went bang straight for like a different person, right? It was like they just put a half an hour worth of space filler in that for yeah. They could have had a code breaker already available on the ship, right? That was able to do what they were going to do, right? Exactly. Like, really, you have all this technology. You can all of a sudden now track people through fucking hyperspace, which has never been really a thing. But you can't have a fucking code breaker without going right. through a casino, <laughs> right? Oh, the, well, or that that ring thing that's supposed to they're supposed to be able. To, she's supposed to be able to find them no matter where because of the, the beacon. Yeah. And they made a big deal about it, but it yeah. never actually comes into play. Right. Right. Is it, yeah, I don't know. It, it's oh, super yeah. important to Finn, and they never, it never gets used for anything. I used at the end when they... No, because they find Ray, and it's fine. Not a big deal. Right. Yeah. Well, no. She goes to them. Oh, yeah. Remember? she? They're already on the ship, and then they're trying to figure crack that <laughs> thing, and she just shows... And then she goes there because she needs to... Uh, and actually, the way she found them made more sense than what they were doing. It did. It did. But, you know, at the same time, when you think about this movie, though, as a whole, we could say it's all discombobulated and they have all this shit going on. The third movie might tie a lot of it together because it might be an overarching thing that a lot of shit happened. So that's a that opens up things for the third one. That's a really good call because um, I think as fans, we really want to have everything explained in every possible down to the last minute circumstance, you know? So up until that time in real time, you want to know the reasons for everything. But yeah. you're keeping in mind that they, there's more movies in the works, right? This is not the end. This is, this is you're leaving answers unanswered, but only for now. Right. You're, right. You don't know what you don't know. Ultimately, so, and I would think about this too, ultimately, really? even whether you love or hate this movie or not, it's already made over a billion dollars. You know, it's just, it's going to keep making money. People have seen it, and a lot of people do like it, but ultimately, it did exactly what a middle movie in a trilogy should do. It left you with a ton of fucking questions and no answers. That it did. And that's exactly what a middle movie in a big franchise should do. A middle movie should not sum anything up. It should not answer a damn question. It should leave you with more questions than you came in with. And it did. It did just that. So, because like the to me, the greatest Star Wars movie ever made was Empire Strikes Back. Right. And that is a complete movie onto itself. Yeah, but it's also a different. It also made it a different time too. We have to remember that too. But I agree with you. It, it is. It's. It's a great movie by itself. However, this one, it. I think if we look at it as a fact, it's. It's like the middle arc to one big story. It did exactly what it should do. Love it or hate it, it you walk out of it going, well, now I have more fucking questions. You know. Yeah. No. That that is true. That's actually. I hadn't really thought about it in that in that context. That's uh, because you know I wonder like. Is Luke actually gone, or is he going to be one of these? Now I'm like Ben Kenobi, and I'm in fucking spirit form. Oh, that's exactly he's, he's, he's going to be a Force Ghost, absolutely. I'm I'm going to guide you on your journey, and you know, run, Luke, run. You know, am I going to be one of those kind of guys? And- Use the Force. Luke. Well, and speaking of and speaking of Force Ghost, what the fuck up was with the Yoda scene? Why did yeah? Dude, why did Yoda look so about- fucking dumb? Okay, no, he no, he, they used. You know what it was? They used an actual puppet. And then they and then they but it's the face digitized over the face looks so bad. Like I knew it was a puppet. I love the fact that he was a puppet, but the face looked like he was like holding a a walnut in his cheek the whole time. We didn't want it to drop. <laughs> <laughs> he was chewing right. <laughs> and since when can a force ghost interact with the world? How could since when can a force ghost call lightning down? Yeah, force ghosts can't interact. Well, apparently they can. Now. Well, I, I guess. Yeah. Force ghosts can interact, 
and you can track people through hyperspace. Right. Come on, dude. And, Let's get with the and, and you can project your body across <laughs> the fucking space and time and whatever. Right. Well, it, tracking through hyperspace and, wasn't and, so bad. But the whole thing of we, it, it's just the lead Star Destroyer. That's all it is. We'll have at least six minutes if we if we get rid of it. If we if we you know it's like well what? <laughs> right. Yeah. And by the way, who who fixed the blue who fixed the blue lightsaber? Because <laughs> wasn't that thing like destroyed or something? It was cut in half. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's back. No, it was, it, his, it was his. It was his force. It was. It was. It was his. What? What are you? It was his astral projection that had a, a lightsaber. But right. he didn't have one when they showed him die. Yeah, so right. that the, the when that, that lightsaber didn't matter. That was that wasn't real. That was fake. So it didn't matter. I guess yeah. that's true. So it's interesting. I don't know. There's a lot of interesting things on that movie, and it and it did bring up a lot of questions. Um, you know, <laughs> the whole Millennium Falcon stuff was cool. Oh yeah, I, I thought that was cool. I thought the way they used Chewbacca as a very limited spot was was I like actually nice. I I like. I think they're. I really think they're trying to remove the old guard and bring in fresh and new people and new characters because you know which i respect one thing, i respect them trying to do yeah, that I, I i'm totally fine we're gonna doing be that. dead and they'll still be making star wars movies right <laughs> you, you know what i mean they're gonna play this out many many times and i will be like the ghost of mystery science theater 3000 i will be sitting in my dead man's theater ragging on the movie the entire time right you guys like, want to see some real force <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> or more probably more like Beavis and Butthead, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I've had, I, I've had a fire, fire. I saw it on Christmas Day, and I've had, you know, that since then to think about the movie. And as I told Karen when I first watched it, I didn't know what to think about it, and I do want to see it again. But ultimately, I don't think it was a bad movie, and I don't think it was a bad Star Wars movie. I think there's elements of it that I don't agree with, but I still think it comes down to I don't have to agree with it or like it for it to still be a good a good movie in this tale to tell this overall story. Cause we have to, I have, like I said earlier, I have to keep reminding myself. This is a, this is, it really is a six hours, eight hour story told over three movies. It's not each movie's not its own story. They didn't do that this time. They did it. They, they're telling you over, th- over three big, it's an arc. Yeah. They're telling over three movies. It's a, it's an arc. So the middle movie is going to be frustrated. I had to tell myself that. And there was a lot of things. That's what I did. Uh, I did enjoy. I didn't. It's easy. It's easy to hate on. It, it is. It's super easy to hate on this movie. Yeah, it's, and I, I think, think it's that's easy. It. It's easy as somebody who's got ideas about you know what they like it to criticize somebody else's work. Yeah, you know, like hey, guess what? Hey, Mike Peacock, shut the fuck up and go make your own Star Wars movie then, and see what right. people think about your Star Wars movie. I right. mean, if I made a Star Wars movie, let's be honest, everybody would hate my Star Wars movie. So <laughs> yeah, because you, you just have Luke and Leia boning the whole time. It, yeah, as he yeah. as he wins an Academy Award for Best well, Director, was, Best Screenplay, so, and he stars Mike Peacock yeah. and he wins Best Actor. First off, it would star me, and I would be like Eddie Murphy in Coming to America. I would just play all the characters, <laughs> <laughs> including all the women. So I'd be like, wipers. And, <laughs> and then on top of that, it would be a porn. So, so wait, um, so you'd be, star horse. So you'd be fucking you'd be fucking yourself the whole time. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. People would pay millions. I've seen worse movies. <laughs> Darth Vagina with awesome. Han Dildo. Yeah. See, see what the fanboys see. What direction we take things. That's that's why we don't deserve to be able to critique movies because oh yeah, it turns into five year old bathroom humor. Yeah. Well, yeah. Johnny and I had a whole discussion about people who just review movies for a living, critics, and how much we actually hate them. Right. Right. Because they create a 
you know, if you li- if you read a critic's review and they hate the movie, then you already hate that. You almost already hate that movie going into the movie. You know what I mean? You have a preconceived notion of how that movie is going to be. That's no, that's totally true. So when I was a chef and I was running restaurants and, you know, you'd have like food critics or you'd you'd listen to somebody who you would feel isn't qualified to to critique something, you know, about something that you don't perceive them as really knowing how to do themselves. Right. It's easy or even like in my job now, it's like it's easy to go into somebody else's store or somebody else's business and start picking apart. Well, shit, I wouldn't do it that way. I wouldn't do that. That looks wrong. That shouldn't go there. You know, and then somebody comes to your store and they say, like, hey, what's up with that thing? And you're like, fuck you. Right, right, (laughs) right. It's it's really easy to to offer an idea or a suggestion, but it sucks when somebody has something to criticize about something that is close to you. Yeah. So we we just criticize movies like Star Wars because we love it so much and we right. want it to be something that it'll probably never be because we because internally you romanticize what these movies are because yeah. especially for ones that we grew up with, and you know. Then, you know what's funny? So like let's just say all of a sudden these these movie producers and screenwriters and all these all these people that are listening to us sit around and talk shit about the stuff that they worked for a few years on if they do everything that people want then all of a sudden they're sellouts. So it's a lose-lose situation. <laughs> right, right. Because you know? they shouldn't make any money off what they love doing. Yeah, exactly. Why would, why, why yeah. would that happen? They well, we have free. They should, we they had the whole should discussion. Donate, donate their time and efforts to a cause. Right, which and, is ridiculous. And not worry about making money. But yet still make everybody happy. Still yeah. cater to every whim. Well, we you'd have talked like about... An, you'd have Go like ahead. a 50 million hour movie if everybody got everything they wanted out of this. Right. Right. <laughs> Well, you just make it a TV show on HBO. Yeah, right? you know, just make it a 15-year series. Yeah. Well, you know, Johnny and I talked about Justice League uh, a few shows back. And we had the whole conception because when when we were talking about it, it had only been out for like five days. We both had seen it and we loved it. and But the critics tore it apart, you know? Right. And like... <laughs> One of the websites, I can't remember which one, we talk about, it's like Wall Street Journal or something like that, their business section, hasn't even been out a week yet. It made over $90 million on its way to over $100 million the first week, and they're calling it a flop. Yeah. That, and, and that was the, the the title. I mean, that was a title of the article. And it was like, fuck you, man. I, I mean, you're acting like these people are putting these movies together like they don't care, like... Yeah, Gal Gadot is playing Wonder Woman and Ben Affleck is playing Batman, but they don't give a fuck because they got paid. So they're not going to work on a movie for a year and just lackadaisical go through the motions. Right. What the fuck is that? Well, as of now, that movie's made $652 million. It's not a flop. Yeah, I think that's a success. Right. Yeah, you know, it, everybody defines a success in a different way. You know, would I look at The Last Jedi like it was a successful movie? I'd yeah. say, yeah. I mean, I'd, yeah. I'd say it's not successful for me from what I wanted out of it. But right. if I could, if I could say, if I can move past my, my plot points, if I can move past, you know, the really technical stuff that your average person probably wouldn't blink twice over. Then yeah. yeah I mean, it was enjoyable. It looked great. Sounded great. You know, I had a good time with my family while I was there. And, and um, if, if they announced they are not making a third one, would you be pissed? I would. Because now I'm too well, now, there you now go. I'm too invested. Well, they, then that means you've enjoyed yourself yeah. watching those movies. Yeah. I'm whether w- whether you have you know issues with what we have today or with yeah. that movie in particular, it's irrelevant, right? You it's still enjoyed like, it. You know, yeah, watch The Sopranos. 
and I put all that time into The Sopranos, and you get down to that last episode. Oh, that was terrible. Oh, man. Talk about a fucking letdown. Yeah, but, that was a huge letdown. Yeah, but it's like, let's just say that that episode happened, you know, a season prior, but I knew there was more coming. I would still have to watch, because now I've already got all of this invested. I got to see it through. Right. right? I can't just right. I can't just walk away from it because I know that there's more out there and maybe there's that element that's going to pull me back in and make me go, "Man, Mike, you were way off. You were so wrong. You just had this right. whole thing, you just had this whole thing blown way out of proportion." So, yeah, hey dummy, lighten up a little bit. And, yeah. and <laughs> right. Lighten you know, up. Yeah. Wait to see what how it goes because the, like like we said earlier, the third movie might put a lot of more things in perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's and I'm I'm sure I'm sure it will. Yeah, what's um, interesting is I see a lot of articles, and I saw some today talking about the failure of the Last Jedi, or the Last Jedi is a slap in the face to fans, or no one likes the Last Jedi, and I'm like, at one point one billion dollars, somebody fucking likes it. I mean, well, of course well, you you can look at the one point one billion or whatever that the number is, <clears> but <throat> you paid your money doesn't mean you like it. You could have paid fucking right. fifteen bucks to get into an IMAX seating and been like. This is the stupidest movie I've ever seen, and walked out, and those figures still count. No, but people are people right. are still going to see it, though. Like, right. if nobody liked it, and, and everybody was telling everybody told everybody they hated the movie, and not not yeah, seeing, people would stop going to still, see it. It's still pulling in the numbers. Yeah, it's still pulling in money. So clearly, people like it of some sort. Yeah, and I I really enjoyed it. I I really really did. I did not leave that movie theater going fuck i hated it that was a waste of my money nothing like that i did have the feeling of what the fuck was that what what did i just watch i don't it was a little discombobulated there was a lot of things that didn't make sense as i was going through it but at the end of the day i i didn't feel like i wasted my money going to see it and i and i can't wait to see the third one to see how they resolve like you know where do they go from here you know like how do they build up the rebellion again and and how what is what is Kylo Ren's responsibilities at this point going to be? And is the the guy that reminds me of the bully from A Christmas Story going to still be there in the third movie? Because you know he was like, "How are you the supreme ruler?" And then he fucks him up. He's like, "Long live the supreme oh, ruler!" Huck, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Huck, exactly. Yeah. You know, and that guy, he just reminds me of the the bully from A Christmas Story. Yeah. That's the way he looks like to me. Well, and they show at the- or the guy from. Uh, Children of the Corn. And, well, at the end of the movie, they have that kid, the <laughs> broom kid, who is uses a force level to move the broom. So they, they've, they've added a little bit of little touches here and there to show where it's going. Yeah. Why, why do redheads always look like bullies when it when it comes to boys? Because that's how they were cast in movies for decades. Is the bully was a redhead? Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I, that's, I think. A, I think the phrase is "gingers have no soul." Is not. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Where is that from? Is that South Park? That is totally South Park. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the, here's the thing I understand, right? Like, and I, I, we hate. I, I don't care for critics too much because I don't like how they do stuff. But if you look, Sorry. if you look at Rotten Tomatoes, right, Dust Jedi has a ninety percent on the tomato meter for critics, critic score, but a fifty percent audience score. That's a huge gap. That is a huge gap. And you look like, yeah. you look like Justice League. Justice League has a forty percent critic score and a seventy-seven percent audience score. It's That's a big, still a big gap, yeah, though. But it's yeah, a huge gap. It's a huge gap in the other direction. So it's like. What I don't I don't understand. So basically, the people that paid to see the movie liked it better than the people who more or less were got to see it for free. For but they they say that like when you pay for something, you're more invested and you want sure. to like yeah. it. Yeah. So you allow things to slip more than if you saw it for free and you can 
and they're, they're looking for an honest opinion. Right. But I just don't, I just don't agree with the, the fact that the way critics will just destroy something. I, I don't know. I don't like it. So I don't like it. Let's, don't let's call ourselves out for a minute. Do you think that what we're doing right now, are we harming the franchise? No, because I think we're, we're giving our opinion, but we're also saying make your own opinion and we're still excited to see the next one. I mean, when all when it comes down to it, I'll tell you my opinion of a movie, whether I liked it or didn't like it, but that shouldn't influence your opinion. You should make your own damn opinion. And I'll, I don't mean you specifically, right. Mike. I mean you people listening, you know? Ultimately, yeah, we're just people in yeah, general. Ultimately, we're just a bunch of assholes talking on microphones here, and we're just telling you how we thought yeah, about and, it. You know, make, but, and no one's paying for yeah. us, and we paid to see right. that movie. It's a, I think that's the big difference. Yeah. Paying to see the movie and have an opinion because you went and used your hard-earned money to go and, and enjoy whatever it is you're enjoying is a, a lot different than somebody just giving right. you to go free and then writing about it and then getting paid to write about something you saw for and, free. I think that's a big not only Not only am I not getting paid to give you guys my opinion, I'm right. sitting here in a studio with a couple of thousand dollars worth of gear that is making me no money. So, <laughs> that actually, you broke right before we started, right? <laughs> I am going in the negative every time I do a podcast. Right. Well, yeah. yeah, well, the same with us, you know, we don't, you know, we have, we've had sponsors in the past and we're going to try to get more sponsors. And one of the sponsors that we still owe them like three more, uh, spots, yeah, but we're, right? we're holding them for Emerald city. Well, yeah. I, I figure that after this show is over, I'm, I'm going to, um, turn my ringer on because I know that Disney's going to call me and yeah. they're going <laughs> to be your like, ideas hey, were amazing. <laughs> we want to sponsor your show. <laughs> what do you think that you think Disney has ruined this franchise, as some people have said? Okay, or so do you the think that, that question irrelevant. for me is yes? It's a very, very tough, I think, position to be in because we have to understand also that movies are a business, right? This is all not only is it just a business to make money on tickets, but it also leads to partnerships. It leads to how much other... do they buy Star Wars for? Four billion? Yeah, for four point oh, three billion dollars. It, it was it was a ridiculous amount of money. But you know, you it's you get into that mindset of, hey, it's the big company taking over. The problem with Disney is that Disney has a stigma of really being focused on family entertainment. And so you can definitely see, especially in the last few Star Wars movies, where they've tried to kind of cutesy it up a little bit. Like those fucking porgs. Seriously, I'm like, Chewbacca, eat that fucking porg, man. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and then they got the little cutesy characters and goddamn Well, they had the Jar-Jar Ewoks. Banks. I mean, Star Wars had that shit before. Well, Jar Jar Binks is before Disney, right? Yeah, yeah it was before they had Disney, that shit before but that was Disney. the direction the franchise was already going. Yeah. You know? But I don't know. I, I think Disney's, they're, it's a safe. They play it safe. Like Disney's Disney's not going to take anything into a direction that can be considered cutting edge or controversial. But they don't. But when you go and watch that movie, it doesn't come up and says Disney like a Disney. So, quote unquote, Disney movie like it Aladdin or thing. It says Lucasfilm. Yeah. And like Marvel says Marvel films. But Disney also owned things like I want to say Miramax. You know, they did they they did the. The Blue Lagoon, which featured Brooke Shields naked. They did kept, they did you know, Kevin they, Smith they've movies. done very adult contemporary movies. They're just because Disney owns the Star Wars franchise doesn't mean they're going to always play it safe. But when it comes to Star Wars, I mean, the first three are, are all safe. Yeah. I mean, they were targeted. Oh, yeah. I love it. You loved it because me and Mike were of the age that Star Wars was made for, right? We were five when the or three when the first one came out six when the second one came out 
and we're like eight when the third one came out. Those were tailor made for us, you know. And I think a lot of people lost that focus when the prequels came out. That that and that was my first reaction when people said I hated that movie, and I'm like, "Well, you're 30 years old. You yeah. were five when you watched Star Wars the first time. Of course you've romanticized it. Of course you like and, it. And if you watch it today, you still feel the same way because you it reminds you of being a little kid watching Star Wars for the first time. This one will never do that for and you. Kids love but you know movies. who it does it for is the people that were born in 1990, yeah, 1991, right. and they watch him and they're like, "Holy shit, these are the shit." And I they still love the other ones, too, because they got to watch them at that age and watch the, the prequels. Yeah, and this it, one is no different. It brings it back to that. You know, this isn't this isn't designed for us. Right. As far as whether or not I think Disney is ruining the franchise. I don't know if I go as far as say they're ruining it, but I definitely I see it's Disney fied. I mean, I, I, I see little telltale signs in my brain that whether or not it's advertised as Disney it just looks really cartoony to me. Like the whole yeah. feel of everything is cartoony. Now, I don't know if that's Disney. I don't know if that's the J.J. Abrams direction. I don't know if that's whatever. Well, what do you think about the Marvel movies? I mean, do you like the Avengers and Captain I don't. America I, Winter I'm not, Soldier? I'm not a fan of the Avengers. Um, yeah. I think I'm, I'm a fan of the comic books because they make sense to me. I have a hard time with a lot of the superhero movies. They're a lot more contemporary. They're more adult. Well, the... The portrayal of things to me, I have a hard time watching a live action thing with guys in capes and shit like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it just, it's, I, there's a disconnect for me somewhere that on paper it has a different impact. But a guy with a magic light sword is okay? Yeah, the guy with the magic light sword is totally well, acceptable to me. Sure, dude. If they put out the Avengers and Mike was nine years old, he would probably be okay with it so now. I loved 40s. like like Spider-Man when I was a kid. I was, yeah. thought was the shit, you know? And like if I list, if I read the like the Star Wars comics, like you know, uh, Dark Empire or like a Tales from the Jedi or Freedom Ad Uprising, to me those are super impactful and they're really dark and they they tell a different style and you're kind of using your imagination more. With I think with movies, it's harder because you have to put that character as believable in in live action and to, hey that guy's voice doesn't sound like what I thought his voice would sound like. Or, right. or, you know, this guy's like a really big dude, but he's got a really small voice or, you know, like on sometimes things just don't match up to me. And, and so it's, it's a tough question the, the Marvel thing, I think. Um, well, if you, depends. if you, well, you look at the Marvel thing and, and you know that Disney owns those, the majority of those characters. Now they, you know, they own Marvel and all Marvel comics, but, for right. the movies and the TV show, the licensing, they own the majority of them and all of them. But if you look at what they've done with Netflix, those are fucking gritty, dude. Have yeah. You, like you watch the Punisher series. The, I mean, that is some heinous stuff. Yeah, and I've got that on my queue, and I haven't, I haven't gotten into that yet. But so you also have to realize too the, the Netflix I've... stuff. Disney doesn't really. That's not really Disney. That's Netflix. Like Disney doesn't really work on those movies. They've licensed it out to Netflix, and Netflix is the one that does it. And well, they work with Kevin Feige but, and the the. And that they've allowed, stuff, but, they don't. but Disney has allowed Marvel as an entity to make those decisions. Yeah, Disney is a backer, but Marvel still makes the decisions on who gets to do things. And Marvel went to Netflix and said, and they got in a partnership and said, da 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 da, and they said, okay, Netflix, we're gonna let you run with it. Yeah, and I think that's what Disney's doing with Lucasfilms when it comes to Star Wars. Yeah, because they have Disney. Disney has it broken down. There's there's a head of Lucasfilms, there's a head of Marvel, head of Marvel TV. You know, they have. Yeah. Heads of they have what they have is they they break things out into different franchises, right? And they have people who run those franchises, and Disney just sits back and collects their checks. Yeah, I I, I just wonder if people just hear Disney and go, okay, they're going to Disneyfy it, and, and 
in the actuality, yeah, you know, they've stepped away from quite a bit. I, I, I would actually probably put myself in that boat that you just said. It's true. There is a stigma, and sometimes um, I'll, I'll rush to a conclusion before it's yeah. justified. And I probably do that with Star Wars. I mean, when I first heard about Disney buying uh, buying Lucas, I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me, Disney? Really?" You know? <laughs> like, and all all I could think of was was like fucking Muppets and cars and you know all kinds of, of kid related stuff. Yeah. And that's that's really not necessarily the case. Yeah. Um, you know, it just comes down to like in the game industry. You you have your you have your big ones as well. You have EA, and you know you have Activision, um, and they're they're kind of the big ones. And then you know, to a point, you got like Warner Brothers and stuff like that. And they're often criticized because they're these big nameless companies that ruin IPs. Um, and really, there's a lot of people involved in a process. And these guys, they're the kind lawyers of just, that fuck it all up. Yeah, they're the money behind it, right? They're the ones that basically foot the bill. And when you're footing the bill, ultimately, you have the most power and the most say-so about what you think is going to get you back your best return on investment. Sometimes you only look at the fucking checks and balances, and you're looking at things from a numbers perspective as opposed to a consumer perspective. And that's where shit gets all fucked up. You know, and it's a prime example of speaking of Star Wars and speaking of EA, you know, Star Wars Battlefront 2, you know, Uh, man. Man, talk about a fucking disappointment. So the first Battlefront, if you knew what it was before it came out, like I followed this for years before it came out, and I knew, hey, this was out there. This was put out there. This is an online-only game. It's only Battlefront in name. It's not Battlefront related at all to the prior Battlefront games. It's it's, it's not. But so by the time the game came out, People were like, this is fucking stupid. This isn't Battlefront. It's, it's online only. You know, it's like, hey, fucking retard. They've been saying this now for four years. This is not what this is. So, but that being said, EA takes the bulk of the crap for basically fucking up the franchise. And it's not necessarily the case. So then they take all this criticism and then they move on. They got Battlefront 2. Okay. Which, yeah. by the way, is developed by DICE, which is the same people that make like the Battlefield games or do a lot of the online modes for Battlefield. Um, so you basically have a battlefield game with a Star Wars skin and people are like, well, why don't you do this? And why don't you do that? And so EA kind of listened to some of the stuff and said, okay, we're going to put in all of this stuff in this new Star Wars game. And we're going to, we're going to bring back multiplayer. We're going to bring back like couch co-op and we're going to bring back all these, all these modes that you love from the first battle. Oh, we're going to have space battles and we didn't have it in the first one. So now we're going to have space battles again. But then they bring in all these really cool elements. But then what does EA do that EA is known to do as a big company well, they got to make their fucking money on this thing. So they put microtransactions to the point where it just killed the game because you're basically having not only the pay to play, but pay to win. And there's a huge difference in the game industry. And so you're basically... I hate that. They do that in mobile games a lot. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. So, you know, you pay your 60 bucks for a game, right? And then you're like, hey, do you want to buy a season pass or do you want to buy all this extra shit? Fine, I'm buying an incomplete game or whatever. Give me all the fucking extra maps. Okay, fine. And then you do all that, you get all this extra stuff, and then they're like, oh yeah, by the way, now you gotta buy in-game currency. And if you, you gotta grind to like level 40 or something just to get a character that you were told you could get from the get-go. Not the case. So you're now you're having to pay extra money to unlock shit so that you could just avoid the grind. And that's where yeah. people start, that's where people start having a hard time. Loot crates and all kinds of shit, you know. It's just yeah, like... Yeah, it drives me nuts. Oh, the microtransactions, but that's, that's partially the game developer and that's partially you know the financial backer saying 
hey, if our projections don't come through, if we don't sell as many units as we want to on this game, we need to somehow eke back some profit. We have to do like this clawback initiative to get some money back out of it. And what that means is they're going to charge you to play the game that you've already bought, right? And Which is um, stupid. It's one shit. thing if you're going to be like, okay, I want to customize my fucking, I don't know, stormtrooper suit, or I want to customize this weapon look, or you know, purely cosmetic stuff. Okay, that's on you if you want to do that. Great. But when you have to start paying to play, paying to win, that's where your crowd is going to basically rebel and say, okay, now I'm not going to buy your game from you. I'm going to tell my friends this game is ass. And they're not going to buy it, and you're not going to get the unit sales, and hence you're not going to also get the microtransactions. And I think the stigma that these big companies have, Disney being one of them, is that they're basically milking something to to death. And that may or may not be the case, but that's definitely all the big companies, the general public, not involved in the process. That's the perception that sometimes we have of these big uh, conglomerates. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's good points, man. I'm playing a game right now on my mobile phone, and it's like you can't make any progress unless you buy gems or whatever. You, you know? know, it drives me insane. My mom plays Heyday, I'm, which is one of those kind of games where you have to, you know, they want you to spend money and buy gems and buy diamonds to do stuff with. And yeah. she's been playing Heyday for like, God, like six or seven years, and she refuses to spend any money on it. And yeah. she's like level 150, 160. She's one of the highest levels that is out there for that game that is anybody has, and she's done it with no money. She just plays. And oh, I don't even want to say how much I spent on the Simpsons. Game. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I don't even want to say how many donuts I bought and how many everything else I, I refused. Bought, I refused to buy DLC for any. I've never bought DLC for any game. Well, I, I just won't do it. I was I was in Chicago on business, and I get I get to Chicago right, and we have this project that's going on, and it basically comes to a standstill because of some issues. And it was like, okay, well. Was well, gonna be about a week. All right, do you just want me to go home? No, no, no. Just just hang out and enjoy Chicago. It's the summertime. I'd never been to Chicago at that point. I'm on Michigan Avenue. I'm a block up from the lake. It was it was awesome. So, you know, so what did I do? I'm like meeting people. And then when I'm not around anybody, I'd sit on the beach and play The Simpsons on my phone and. Yeah, it was too easy to say nine ninety nine, nine ninety nine, nine ninety nine, and be like, "Oh shit!" And then when I got the bill, I, or when I got my statement of how much I spent on it, I almost threw the phone into the lake, and I was like, "Never again." Can you imagine if you were sitting in a movie theater and you were watching Star Wars, and then all five of minutes sudden, in, all of a sudden, you got this little screen that popped up on your chair that basically said, "Hey, if you want to continue the movie, insert thirty five cents to you know blah blah blah, do this." I right. Mean, that's just that's ugh. Or, or they start playing a commercial, and if you want to enjoy the skip the commercial, insert $10. God yeah. damn it. Oh, my right. God. People would riot. Oh, I'd lose my mind. <laughs> well, you know, so you know back I, when... Not that I have anything left. I mean, I'm pretty freaking brain dead at my, my ripe old age. You know, back when they were first doing home video, like VHSs and Betamax and stuff, they were uh, they tried to make it... There was people out there who were trying to make it to where you'd have to pay for each time you watched a movie. Not You bought it. And then if you wanted to watch it, you'd pay a fee for each time you watched it. Oh, crazy. And I'm glad that it what? happened because I don't want to pay to watch a movie every time I watch. If I buy it, I fucking buy it. It's mine. <laughs> there you go. Oh, all right, guys. Well, that's I think that's a show. I think we can all agree that there was a lot of issues with Star Wars The Last Jedi, but we all enjoyed the movie thoroughly yes. because we're, we're 
but I think that the strength of the franchise and the love we have for the franchise as a whole is what carried us through the movie and, and enjoying it what it is. And we're excited to see what happens. There's a lot of plot points and holes that we we talk about, and I think they're all valid. Uh, but we're all armchair quarterbacks right. when it comes down to but it. But ultimately, go see it. Make I your think opinion. when you're passionate about something, sometimes your passion maybe pushes you to a level that, that uh, doesn't necessarily need to be there. Um, but that's, I think, what makes what makes some movies great is that it, it does produce that feeling in you. It does instill those, uh, you know, nostalgic feelings. And ultimately, I think something is successful if it draws a response from you, either positive or negative. It's if you leave the place feeling that you either need more answers or that you just are wound up about something, then it's done what it needs to do because it's created a response. Exactly. Yep. Yep. I think it's the perfect way to say it. And I think with that, we're out. Remember, check us out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash spoiler country. Check out our website at spoilercountrypod.com. You can hear us on Google Play. You can hear us on iTunes, on Stitcher, SoundCloud, on, SoundCloud, on everything. Just about any, any kind of podcast catcher that you have on your phone. You can put in spoiler country and we'll pop up. As always, please remember read more.